Obviously, 
music talk is still in my motherfucking name. You feel me? Music talk is still in my name. And we're going to talk that Super Bowl performance, man. It was lit. Super Bowl was a great game. You know, my op won, my ops won, but fuck them niggas. We getting back to that real shit. We getting back to what I specialize in, which is NBA talk. That's my lane, and I'm going to stay in it. How y'all fucking feeling, man? This is on this wonderful Monday. You got a case of the Mondays, nigga? You falling asleep at work? Oh, yeah. Pop this shit on, dog. This will get you through your little work day or whatever, right? But as far as I'm concerned... You know what I'm saying? Yo, Dr. Dre, Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah, we taking it back to Doggy Dog, nigga. 50 Cent, Kendrick Lamar, Anderson Pack, Marshall Mathers. Oh man, Mary J. Blige, the queen of hip hop soul. Just hip-hop represented heavy, man, heavy. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Dre and Snoop started off with next episode. Then, you know, Mary J. Blige did her um, rendition of Family Affair. Then 50 Cent came out and did in the club. Um, then Kendrick Lamar did All Right and um, Mad City. Then Eminem came out and did Lose Yourself and Forgot About Dre. Then Dre got on the piano and did Still D.R.E. with Snoop. Man, it's just the second one of the top two best Super Bowl performances ever. It's not even a close. It's not even close. I mean, you could say Mike because Michael Jackson... Is better than all of those people combined on that stage. It's just a fact. You got to give Mike his props. But, you know, as far as my generation goes, it's definitely the best Super Bowl performance of my generation. Even though technically that Mike shit was 93, I was alive. I just don't remember it. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember watching the 93 Super Bowl. I remember the 95 Super Bowl. I don't even know who performed at that motherfucker. I'm just saying, man, that was a really good performance. <laughs> Did y'all see Mary J. Blige fall down, dog? <laughs> they said that she was like the uh, toys in Toy Story. I'm dead. I was um I was moved by it man it was it was white like watching all the generational artists I love in one package Whoa. but yeah bro hell of a, a Super Bowl man hell of a Super Bowl but you know, a lot of people have been on LeBron James about 
going to the Super Bowl instead of working out in basketball. And, you know, I kind of have a problem with that. LeBron can celebrate the Super Bowl and practice. You Y'all do know that, right? I be seeing, you know, it's people that, you know, I influence, I'm influenced by on YouTube, you know, saying, saying some bullshit like Bron can't go out there and enjoy himself and have a good time. These are artists that he grew up listening to as well. These are artists from his generation. But a lot of pissed off Laker fans was pissed that LeBron missed those key free throws. And this is what he does. He's not a good free throw shooter, especially in the clutch. He's one of the worst free throw shooters in the clutch. It's just a fact. But I do applaud the Lakers' effort against Golden State. They tried to win that game. But a lot of people were pointing fingers at Russell Westbrook when the person that fought for that loss was definitely Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis would have gave a little bit more, he didn't have any field goal attempts in the fourth quarter. And then not to mention, that Lakers game was live, bro. It was 115-117, right? And Austin Reeves pissed off Klay Thompson. You have to do your best to keep Klay Thompson quiet. You can't have him upset because he does, he scores, he does things like score 33 points. Steph Curry was, um, was, was straight in that game. I think it was a team effort though. That won them the game, but the, but the, but the Clay Thompson shit, him erupting, you know, after, after Austin Reeves blocked his shot. And he came down, Clay scored the basket and got the and one and yelled in his face. I love that. I love that um, competition. AD, 16 points and seven rebounds. Wow, that is unacceptable. LeBron James shot nine of 27. That's unacceptable. Three of 10 from three, that's unacceptable. LeBron James should not be attempting 10 threes in a basketball game. And then not to mention, five of nine from the free throw line. You know, everybody's gonna say he had 26, 15, and eight. Those are good stats, but what do those stats have an impact? How do those stats impact the game? When the game could have been won, you really have to look at yourself in the mirror and focus. But at the same time, even with that happening, I still think that LeBron had the luxury to enjoy himself on a weekend where obviously this is a rough weekend for Dog. It was rough for him missing those free throws with the game on the line. It was rough. Um, Atlanta. Oh man, they've been so disappointing. Like I just watched them yesterday throw away a game to Boston. Boston is streaking. Boston is finding their way. You know, they beat them 105-95. And Ice Trey pretty much 
missed key buckets. You know, that's kind of disappointing when you're the best player, you know. But you can also say that, you know, I said during the deadline that they should really consider, like, getting a number two complimentary piece to go with Trey Young because, you know, the parts around him are decent, but a guy like a Pascal Siakam, a guy like on that level could put them over the top. That's why I was kind of disappointed they didn't go after Sabonis. It was sad. Or they did, they, I mean, they could have went after Chris Stops. Chris Stops would have took them to the next level. He's better than John Collins. But nonetheless, Boston is has creeped up to the number six seed. And they have won nine out of their last ten games. And I don't feel like these bitch-ass niggas at ESPN is talking about this enough. What, they're not flashy enough? They don't have enough names? I mean, they have two superstars. And, and, and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, they're doing this while Jalen Brown is in a shooting slump. Like, they've won eight in a row. Quietly. Meanwhile, the team that's supposed to be this Eastern Conference powerhouse has lost their last 11 games in Brooklyn. They're an eight seed in the Western Conference. They're play inbound. Now, will they make the play-in game? No. I believe that they're going to take reclaim their spot. But, which begs another question. Why isn't anyone talking about the Miami Heat? Easy. They don't believe in them. Miami has always been a grit and grind type of team. Even when LeBron James is there, was there. They played defense and they grinded out a lot of games. You know what I'm saying? But people have a bad memory of Miami going to the championship. But also, my thoughts on that are, you know, nobody really respected the 2020 finals or that or anybody that really competed that year. Nobody respected the 2020 Lakers for winning that bubble championship. So that's probably why Miami doesn't get the respect they deserve. But let me tell you something. Miami has a great coach. He's an all-time great coach. And Eric Spolstra. East Spo is the truth. He's one of the best coaches in the league right now. And Miami's won their last seven out of ten. So they're not no slouches. But could they get upset in the playoffs? Yes, they can. Chicago, on the other hand, I don't see them getting upset. I see them going at least to at the least to the second round of the playoffs. Maybe the conference finals. The All-Star game is this weekend. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Let's talk All-Star game. 
and by the way, this is a freestyle. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have this show pre-written or pre-planned. You know what I'm saying? I just woke up with real nigga energy. Now, Ron and KD picked their teams. And let me tell you something, man. That shit was funny to watch. It was fucking incredible. I couldn't wait till it got to James Harden. And Kevin Durant chose Rudy Gobert over James Harden. That was fucking hilarious. Now, LeBron James selected Giannis Antipo Negro, number one overall. You, It's an argument between him and Joel Embiid on currently who is the number one guy in the whole fucking league. There's an argument. And I knew LeBron James was going to pick Giannis. He knew. He just got through what... Giannis just got through putting 45 on him and Anthony Davis' head. He's smart. I'd pick Giannis first also. Then, Kevin Durant picked Joel Embiid. Very smart pick. Those are the two guys that's one and two in the league right now. Number three, LeBron selected Steph Curry. Of course he is. This is the man that beat him in three out of four finals. He always picks guys that whoop his ass because he don't want he don't want that smoke. Me, I'm picking all the whack niggas because I feel like I'm the best and I can make my teammates better. But this is a fantasy draft, unfortunately. The fourth overall pick, KD chose a killer in Ja Morant. KD's not playing. So I like that pick for Kevin Durant. Now, LeBron James ended up picking up the most, arguably one of the most underrated players in the league, and DeMar DeRozan. Not surprised. The next pick, Kevin Durant picked Jason Tatum. Ooh-wee. Killer. Killer. Which, then LeBron James picked Nikola Jokic. He needed him for Embiid. Even though he can't defend Embiid, you know, his size can neutralize a couple of shots. Which left Kevin Durant with Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> that motherfucker shouldn't be on the all-star team. I don't give a fuck. Next question. The next pick, LeBron James selected Luka Doncic. Good for man. I'm surprised KD left Luka on the board that long. Which prompted Kevin Durant to select D-Book. Big pickup for him. Crazy with it. Next, LeBron James, out of the love that he has for Cleveland, selected Darius Garland, number 13 overall. And then, which prompted KD to select Carl Anthony Towns. Then, LeBron selects his banana boat buddy, Chris Paul. Then KD selected Zach Levine, another killer. I'm a K I double L E R. Yeah, Kevin Durant got some dogs on his team. LeBron got all the niggas with the numbers and the and the, and the, um, you know what I'm saying, the glitz and the glamour. But this was LeBron's first grimy nigga pick as he selected Jimmy Butler. 
Yeah, he, he was glad that Jimmy Butler ain't going to put the cuffs on him. Next, Durant selected DeJounte Murray. Wow. And then LeBron selected Donovan Mitchell. That's a killer. That's another killer. Then KD selected LaMelo Ball. I would have selected LaMelo. Or, oh, well, actually, he selected Chris Middleton. Bitch, I would never. Man, ain't no way I'm choosing Chris Middleton over Fat Boy. You got me fucked up. Chris Middleton should not be there. Straight like that. Then uh, LeBron selected Fran Van Vliet. And then, of course, the infamous Kevin Durant selected Rudy Gobert out of pettiness because they just traded Fat Boy. the rising stars rosters so there's a tournament allegedly there is a tournament going on this year and four all-time greats decided to select players to be a part of this tournament and it's going to be three different games that's a very interesting format but let's go over the teams very quickly we got rick barry selecting what or was it brent barry i think it's brent barry no it's rick barry okay rick barry selected kate cunningham dyson daniels from g league ignite Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Alperin Sangoon, Jay Sean Tate, and Franz Wagner. That's a good little squad. Very old school summer camp like. Isaiah Thomas selected Precious Achua, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, Anthony Ant-Man Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy, and Isaiah Stewart. Got some pistons in there. Shout out Isaiah. Gary Payton selected LaMelo Ball, Scotty Barnes. Ayao Dosumo, uh, uh, Chris Duarte, Scoot Henderson, Jaden McDaniels, and Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell, that's a very fitting selection for GP because Davion Mitchell got the keys and the locks. James Worthy selected Cole Anthony, Marjan Beauchamp, uh, Josh Giddy. Jalen Green, Herb Jones, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Suggs. They, I guess he's going for small ball, eh? Let's see who's in the skills challenge. So we got... skills challenge there's three teams there's team rooks who have scotty barnes Cade cunningham and josh giddy then we got the Cavs. we got jared allen darius garland and evan mobley and then we got the antetokounmpo brothers and Giannis, alex and thanasis
there is teams for the skills challenge. That's going to be lit. That's different. Let's see who's in a three-point contest. Desmond Bain, CJ McCollum, Fred Van Bleet, Luke Kennard, Patty Mills, Ice Trey, Zach Levine, and Carl Anthony Towns. Now that is an interesting group. Let's see which one of these guys is going to be a three-point contest legend because Steph Curry retired. He's won two titles. All right, dunk contest. This is the main event of all events. We've had some classic dunk contests over the last five years. You know, with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Then you have uh, Zach and Derrick Jones Jr. Like, it was some lit dunk contest competitors. So we got Cole Anthony, Jalen Green. Obi Toppin and Juan Toscano Anderson. I think Obi Toppin is going to win that. And the three-point contest, I don't know, bro. That's a hard one. I'm probably going to go with a wild card and choose Fred Van Bleet to win that. As far as the uh, rising stars, I think that uh, I like Team Isaiah's chances. Not going to hold you up, but Rick Barry got a squad. You know, any team with Cade, I'm probably going to have to support. I'm going to have to rock with Rick Barry's team, even though I think Team Isaiah got the best team on paper. As far as the skills challenge goes, I'm probably going to have to... Oof, that's a hard choice. I'm probably going to have to go with... Um, fuck. I don't know. You would have to get back at me at that one. But um, that's my show. I don't want to keep you long. I kept y'all long enough. This is King No Radio. Say hi to the bad guy, and I'm out this bitch.